This is episode 97 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. Today, you're going to listen into a conversation that I had with Natasha Bailey. She is the co host and the founder of the Love Mommy podcast. And we're going to discuss parenting and the ups, the downs, what's been going on post COVID. And she has a COVID baby, I guess you'd call it, a two year old right now. And she also is a stepmother to a 13-year-old, so we have some rich conversation about her journey as a parent, what she's learned about discipline, how she wants to do things the way that she's planning, self-care, and how to really grow into your purpose. So feel free to check out the show notes as we get into this because I'm going to have some helpful show notes as well as a link to my website, thefocusedmindset.com. I'm giving away some amazing gifts going into the new year. And I also want to ask you, why don't you go ahead and give a review to this podcast? I know many of you have been supporting this podcast week after week, and I thank you. One way that you can do that is by leaving a review. I read each and every one of them. I appreciate them so much. And it really makes a difference to spread this news and to spread the information that we have here, the family-oriented information to as many households as we can. So without any further ado, let's get into this episode. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited today that you guys get to listen in on a conversation that I'm going to have with Natasha Bailey. Natasha, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Cher. I don't even know how many months that we've kind of teased each other, been like, oh, you're going to be on my podcast. I'm going to be on your podcast. And then finally we said, all right, enough is enough. We're making this happen. Exactly. The, the, the wait is over. It's yes. over. And so now we're here and I'm so glad to be a part of your project. I love what you're doing here. Just the fact that your, fo your focus is on communicating with our kids. And I think that's so important and essential as parents that we know how to do that and properly where it's beneficial for the parent and the child. So I'm super excited to be here. I know that you and I, when we first met, we did some other rooms together and stuff. We were hosting some things and and we found right away that we kind of gravitated towards one another, not only because we're both Southern California girls, <laughs> also because we knew that we both had a passion for not only helping people, but being a parent, you know, I mean, I could just hear it in your voice. And that was before I even had listened to your podcast. Natasha has a podcast, Love Mommy Podcast. It's called, it basically, it's a letter of endearment to mothers. And um, when I started the podcast, my husband, it was like during the course of the pandemic, and I was all up in, on breathing on his neck. And he said, dude, you need to find something that you love to do. Okay. And so I said, you know what? I'd love to be a mom. 
Yeah. I said, okay, well, you know what? There's this, there's this app called Anchor. I'm going to show it to you. I said, okay, well, we'll show it to me. And, and he said, you can record your podcast wherever you are. Uh, give it a name. I said, motherhood experience. He said, no, that's, that's too cliche. <laughs> and I was like, he's like, no, you have to really think deep. Something very, very personal. And I said, okay, well, a letter's personal. It's deep. It's intimate. So I thought of saying, okay, you know, I'm going to start off each episode with saying, dear moms. And then the meat of our discussion is like, what's in a letter. It's deep. It's personal. It's in detail. It's informative. It really showcases your feelings, what you're trying to get through in your letter, and then sign it off with Love Mommy, like at the end of a letter. Hence, Love Mommy podcast. So a letter of endearment to mothers, and we talk about postpartum depression, we talk about breastfeeding, we talk about being a single mom, we talk about mompreneurship, you name it. And you started out, uh, it was kind of your brainchild, and you started out as a solo podcast, and now you have a a wonderful co-host, right? Tell me about her. And how that all came about. Yeah, her name is Tiffany Gerardo. She is a influencer. She's been doing, she's been influencing on social media for years. Um, And she has a a following about 10,000. She's, she's awesome. Her energy, her vibe is great. And she had appeared with me on season one for Mompreneurship part one. And it was awesome. She was actually the first to get me my, my, um, my brand with Hey Mama Wines. And that was like my first official brand for the podcast, which is super awesome. Uh, a wine for moms, like a podcast for moms, like, and we're talking about everything motherhood, like, absolutely. So right? um, Tiffany's, Tiffany's a businesswoman. She's also a life coach. Um, and I was like, there's just no other person that I think that would gel well, would vibe well, and would give so much insight to mothers and than her, you know? Uh, and so we partnered up, we've hung out, we have a mutual friend together, um, Shelby, and, you know, I met her through her. And so here we are. She, I asked her, do you want to be a part of the project? She said, yeah, I'm, I'm down. And she's been a part ever since. And it's super awesome having her on. Yeah, I can say it seems like you guys have a ton of chemistry. And I didn't realize until after I was uh, recorded the podcast with you that her Instagram is full of health and fitness, which I totally gel with. And so I've been absolutely loving her, uh, her media page. And it's, it's fun to make new friends. You know, we're finding that post-pandemic, even us mothers are leaning into brand new ways to make friendships, new ways to make connections, and just new ways to find our own, like you said, our passion. It's, I I mean, it's hard. It's hard to do that sometimes if you get caught up in the role of a parent, sometimes we forget, well, I'm also Cher, you know, you're also Natasha. We, a parenthood is so, so important, but so is expressing ourself in the way that makes us feel um, complete and whole. Have you come to a point in your life, do you remember the point when you were like, it's okay to do that? Because I think moms sometimes have guilt around moving forward with their passions. I did, you know, but I realized it was at a time where everybody was at home. Everybody was so scared and unsure. I think podcasting really took a huge, like took off during the pandemic because everybody had to isolate which forced people into their creative shell. And from that birthed a lot of new ideas and projects and Love Mommy podcast was just one of those, those projects that was birthed because of the pandemic. Who knows if that was to happen? Who knows if the pandemic didn't happen, would I be doing the podcast? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I loved to encourage. I love to talk. And 
I thought I was good at it. So why not talk why about not? Let, why not talk about an episode where we talk about a rainbow baby? There's so many mothers who's out there who's going. We just we just, just wrapped up in October of uh, infant awareness, infant loss awareness month, and a lot of women have gone through lo- losing a baby. You know why not talk about a hopeful hopeful episode of giving birth to a rainbow baby? Shout out to Cat Branchman. She came on the show season one. Oh, one beautiful. of a, one of my huge friends, and now she's producing for the Steve Harvey Show in New York. So I'm just, I mean, I'm super excited. Shout out to Jasmine Lewis Kelly, the actress from Barbershop, came on the show. Literally, I just DM'd her, and she believed in my project that much. She said, "Okay, I'll come on the show." Yeah, like yeah. if we as mothers, it's okay to say, you know what, take the risk. If mom can do it, so can I. You know, so I, I, I just, I'm glad I took that risk and I, and I love it. And now it's, it has a good following and people do listen to it and they like it. Well, it's part of um, what parents, well, I always tell parents, you know, that you're their first example, you know? And so as, as somebody who's always kind of like, there's different schools of thought, you know, like, and some people will be like, oh, well, it's most important that you parent this way, that way really what's most important is that you feel like you're being the example that you want to be for your child. And part of it is doing what you want to do, because that's what you want your child to do. You know, you want them to go after their passions. So if you're not, how can you not lead by example that way? You know, I would love for you guys to hop over to love mommy podcast. Hopefully some of your listeners, we could just share listeners. And if you go over there, you'll see like the beginning of my show is like really peppy and like, let's go. We're going to be focused on our best self. And then yours is like super chill, you know, grab a glass of wine. So it depends on the mood you're in, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, but you know, and then another thing is just dealing with uh, our 13 year olds. It's rough dealing with sometimes with girls at this age, right? Yes, it is. And and my, and I will say this because I, I don't, I don't say her name. Um, I say my daughter's names, my, my blood, my bio daughter, Skylar. Um, I don't say her name. Be, I say her name because, you know, I was given the, I'm a mother. I can do that. I can do that. Yep. But with my oldest daughter, I kind of have to be careful with saying her name because I want to make sure her mother and her father is, are in approval of that. But what, what I will say that, what I will say about my oldest daughter is that she's very studious. She's level-headed. Um, she's very, um, smart, just extremely smart. And her mother, I know her mother and me and her have a good, good, respectful uh, relationship. And, um, she's doing an, an amazing job raising her daughter. Um, and you know, her mother, I'm sure has dealt with the brunt of her being coming into her teenage years. And so have I, you yeah. know, her mother can connect with her better than I can because well that's her baby she birthed her you get what I'm saying but oh yeah I like I like the relationship that I have with her mother it's like it's not um you know the bio parent and then the step parent sometimes they kind of have friction not with me or her you know we really truly have a respect for each other and we we I respect her position she respects my position and um she's a sweetheart you know she's a sweetheart um yeah and we, we are doing it all of us are doing an amazing job with our oldest daughter um and I'm so proud of my oldest daughter um you know we've had bumps in the roads and, and we're still learning to navigate that but I love her tremendously I, I think she's a blessing and Skylar is so blessed to have a big sister like her seriously yeah, and that's yeah. how I feel about her. 
my yeah. uh, mine is my is the youngest in the family. So she uh, she has she only really deals with little ones like your little one, like when she goes to the cousin's house and things like that. She'll go to a cousin or a friend's house that has the younger brother sister. She'll be like, oh, that's what it's like, because it's a lot different when you're the youngest and you don't really have a little one trying to get into your stuff or <laughs> anything like that. And, uh, and when you have a little one to deal with, well, that's a whole nother story. Your, your youngest daughter is how old? She is two years old. She'll be three December 17th. Okay. So this is what I can tell you is in your future that I don't think that anything is ever going to be the same in the school district since the pandemic, like it used to be, yeah, I used to be that, you know, all of our meetings were face to face and I was talking to some other educators and I'm like, you know what, we all think that these type of zoom meetings and things like that is going to be what always happens. And by the time you come, it will be like, what, you want me to come in in person? No, I'll just jump on a zoom meeting. And I kind of think that in that way that we can, I don't know, we could kind of like begin to open our eyes to the good things that like you had said, you might not have ever done a podcast or explored all of this brand new passions that you have in your life. It, I think it is kind of time for us to turn the corner and say, hey, what has become because of this crazy stuff we went through? What what's right. some of the changes that hopefully is for the better? What are some of the things that we've been open to that maybe we were never open to before? And, um, and just plain academically, I don't know if you'll ever have to actually go to a parent meeting in person. <laughs> Probably won't have to. I mean, hey, you know, I can put on dinner and then, hey, I got a conference with your teacher at eight. So right. <laughs> I'm gonna go in. and you know what that it has, it has been productive. We had an episode on, on the mommy podcast where we talked about working from home and how a lot of companies have been able to save money from working from home. So, I mean, it's changed everything, dude. It's, it's changed everything so much and it's, it's more convenient, but then it gives, it, it also um, should be more of a, an eye opener with, as far as parents and children goes, because now there, there should be a little bit less room for error. Okay. If, 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 in my opinion, this is my opinion. I feel like if, if you're getting all of this, this extra time to, to do your work, you're getting all this extra time to, you're in a, you're in an environment that's a little bit better to focus. I feel like because there's conveyance there, it should help us when it comes to, um, our studies and when it, when it helps us as, as parents a little bit to kind of like navigate how we can help our kids academically. You know, um, it depends. Every situation is different, but that's just my opinion on that whole situation. Yeah, I think, I think it, and I think that is the positive spin on it, is that, you know, it, we're, we're held accountable and we have to allow ourselves to be accountable in the right kind of way. We have to say, okay, if we're given the freedom to be able to be at home, then we're going to use our time wisely, you know, and we're going to make sure and plan it out to where we're doing the things that we should be doing at the right times. And um, I don't know, and for some people that might be really challenging. I mean, for me, I kind of like that I'm held to the fire to, you know, if I'm, and I work in the school setting, so I do have to hustle and get to work and uh, I don't get to be here much unless I'm doing my podcast. But, um, but even for parents that are able to just walk from their dinner table into a room to meet with the parent, uh, meet with the teacher and have a conference. 
like, okay, we have that convenience. Well then for goodness sake, you better show up, right? <laughs> you don't have an excuse. Who's really involved as a parent? It was like the simple, even with, cause when the pandemic happened, I was still in the school system at the time. So I wasn't, I work at, at a senior living co community as a driver, but before then I was a teacher's assistant slash school bus driver. So I was working one-on-one -on -one with kids in SPED, specifically I was in the SPED program. So I was working with kids with disabilities and I just, the simplest of tasks, just be present. Just, just, you don't have to teach. I'm not asking you to do that, but could you just be present so that I can explain to you what's going on? And it was a lot of, a lot of parents at that time, predominantly in our community where we were in Santa Ana, um, not the, not the best part. There were some certain people that had difficulty with giving their children academically what they needed. Yep. Because they had never been put in that setting before. It was always a teacher's job. So it, I think parents learned a lot of what the teachers go through and teachers learned a lot of, okay, this is how this parent is. We literally got a chance to see up close and personal behavior patterns, not just of the child, but the parents. And, and um, you know, it, it, it was challenging you know, there were wins, there were frustrations, <laughs> you know, that's why we really needed kids be back in person, but um, all in all, it was experience that I think we all learned from. And um, I think, especially with you and your position as a counselor, I'm sure you learned a lot about yourself in that time period as well. I, I mean, I learned a lot about myself. I yeah. learned that I really need to work on my patience. My patience was running. <laughs> <laughs> Since your daughter's so young, you basically were through the, all those baby years during that whole time. But now that she's, uh, she's two, I mean, what do you, what kind of plans are you guys, are you even starting to think about what you might want to do as far as like preschool or is she? Yeah, no, I've, I've thought about it. Like the, the COVID has changed so much that, okay, are we going to keep her in school? Are we going to keep her out of school? Is she going to do online learning? I know some, some preschool and daycare businesses have decided to take on the option of online um, tutoring, but I'm like, how can you tutor a three or four-year-old or five-year-old? Their attention span is here, there, there. There's like right. squirrels. So it's just like, dude, I don't, I don't know. I, my, that'll be the next chapter of Natasha's in, in motherhood journey. I, I think we're going to be all on that same, Ooh, we're going to have one hell of a navigation to figure out. Well, that's what I'm thinking what is we, that it comes up quicker yeah. than you think. I mean, she's, she's about yeah. that age and it's like, you have to start thinking, oh my gosh, you know, a lot of kids, you know, you start those little, the little ballet classes, like little type things. And then it ends up being their passion, you know? So you really have to think about like, what do we want to get our child in? And have you seen her some little budding things that you watch of her and say, oh my gosh, that could be a talent, things like that. She, she loves to sing. She Aww. loves to sing. She loves it. And even with this pandemic, and I don't, you know, I'm still very much careful with her because she's still not vaccinated. She's too young, but I don't, if I, I like to check, I, I do link up with mothers who have young kids too. So I still, I still want her to, to build those social skills. So she does have friends that she does talk to that are her age, or if not a year older. Um, and, and that's still something that I keep that. And then too, what I have been doing is I've been using like flashcards or like tools to teach her like shapes. And because as moms, we have what is known as pandemic babies. 
we're, we got the pandemic babies. That's what and I was they're, thinking about. Exactly. They're different. They're different kind of kids. Um, and so why not create a curriculum for them at home? Okay. Tablet um, at lunchtime, kind of like recess. And then from like early morning, let's watch some umizumi with math. And then after that, some flashcards. If you have the time for it, if you're a mother and you do have the time for that, why not? You know, and that's what I've started doing. Every now and then I can try to get her into some type of flashcards, blocks, something that'll keep her brain turning. So when, when the time does come where I have to put her in person learning in a public school, then she won't be behind, she'll be ready. Yeah, she'll definitely be ready. And if you already see the singing side, and I mean, just nurture it, you know, because I find that the things that the kids are good at, the signs are very early on, like parents are like, oh my gosh, I saw that that was your talent when you were, you know, two years old. And, um, and then you just want to just like, help her really just feel really comfortable with her voice. Cause who knows, you know, you, I've told you, you have a really great speaking voice, which, you know, that's why you're doing that, but that goes along with singing as well. So she probably got that from you. <laughs> I'd sing for fun. I do love to sing, but I mean, it's, I'm not professional at it. I not, nah, not at all. She might be the next Mariah that's Carey. What I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> well, Hey, Sharon, look, we're going to look, we're going to listen back to this and we're going to see if she's, if she's a singer, let's, We'll go back and say, we said it first right here. <laughs> and so when she makes money, she got to break you off some money, Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter is really, really amazing with doing it with hair. And so now she's in cosmetology school, but it was weird because I always had that thought, like even for the time she was really little, she would try and, you know, we'd be sitting there and she'd come up behind us and try and fix our stuff up, fix us up and everything. And it was always in my mind, like, not like a real premonition, but like, gosh, I wonder if she's going to be a hairdresser. And here she is now in cosmetology school. <laughs> Mother knows best. And she also models and does her, a whole bunch of other creative stuff as well. So it's all the, it's, it's all in creating. She's super duper creative. So I, I definitely don't want my kids to feel like I'm limiting her. If she has a talent, go for it. But it's up to us as mothers to nurture it if we see it. And so, yeah. Yeah, so we might That's have a future singer on our hands. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, is it? Is she? Uh, is, does she think she falls in the terrible twos or no? You know what? It's it's a uh, it's. She has her moments. She definitely has her moments, but she is she is learning to share. She's learning her manners. Thank you, please. So it's just constantly reiterating it. And I think that kind of like with discipline, um, if she does throw tantrums and she does get out of line, I don't mind in, enforcing timeout or taking things away. Tabby has to go if you're going to be yelling and, and shouting at mom. And, but one thing I feel that feel it really helps is when I get on her level. It always helps when I get on her level or when I get on either eye level or I pick her up and I look at her in her eye and I'm, I'm trying to talk her through whatever she's going through. Like one of the things I told her even today, she was throwing a fit at Chili's. We went to, to Chili, went out, went out to eat. And I put her on the table and I looked at her. I said, why are, what, what's going on here? Can you explain to me why you're, you're crying? And just, just, I've, I've noticed that it really helps her to calm down yeah. versus me. Hey, shh, 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 
shut up. Just stop, stop. Because I've had moments where I have been frustrated and I have, you know, Skyler, you're, listen, listen. And see, I don't want to guilt trip myself when I get there. I kind of just want, okay, I do feel bad. And if and if I have yelled, okay, mommy was sorry. Mommy, you know, had a, it, it's not your fault. You know, mommy, sorry for yelling at you. So, so getting on her level and trying to figure out why she's upset and why she's mad really helps her. And it helps me too, because she actually listens. And I'll look at her and say, look, hey, I said, no, we're not going to do that now. The answer is no. But when she, when I explain to her why I'm, I'm doing something, she kind of just lets it go and she understands. So, um, I'm still figuring that out too, as a mom, I'm sure that's well, kind of changed. Well, it sounds to me like you're building the connection when you do that. You know, I think that some parents, they, they talk at their kids instead of with their kids. And at, that reminds me of what you're saying, where it's like, you can get in that mode when you're just in you, that you're talking at them, but then you want to bring yourself back to that place where they're, you're connecting with them, because then that's when you get the best results and the eye contact, the getting on their level and the communicating your expectation, but also finding out where they're at. That's all the connection piece. That's so important. I come from a culture where <laughs> I come from a culture where a lot of, um, you know, within the African-American community, I, I'm going to say it, you know, we are so quick. We're so quick to pick up a, a belt. We're so quick to pick up a switch <laughs> um, or a chancla. I think we have to change that culturally speaking. Mm -hmm. I think, I think as, as, as moms, you know, within our community, you know, I feel personally disciplined for us uh, was a survival tool used in our community as black people because of what we've experienced mm -hmm. um, in over the centuries, you know, and, but it's okay to talk. It's okay to sit down. I don't want to grab the belt. That's not the first thing I want to do. Mm -hmm. That's the very, 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 very last option. And then I definitely don't, I think even Ayla, she had said this when we were recording all together. She said, I don't want to whoop my child when I'm mad. Mm. Because that's totally terrible because we, in that, we're not in the right headspace. You know, so I, I just, like I said, talking it out, working through their emotions, getting on their level. And that really has helped me grow a bond with my daughter closer. Yeah. And I hope that continues because the older she gets, she's going to be faced with more situations yeah. that are more so that could possibly be life altering. And if I'm so quick to be like, oh, you're, duh, duh, you know, I'm going to lose my kid. I'm going to lose that connection with her. And that yeah. should be the same for my step, my stepdaughter. Mind you, I became a mom before Sky. I became a mom before I had Skylar. Right. And, right. And, I made, and, I, and I'm not even afraid to say I've made mistakes in that, in that, in that relationship and that communication. Cause I was still learning at that time. Oh, we're always I'm learning though. I mean, come on, get rid yeah, of but, but there are just certain things. I'm just like, I, yeah, I do with Skylar now. I'm like, oh, I probably should have did that with my Otis. Yeah. But I'm learning, I'm learning like, okay, that's not, that wasn't the right way to go. And my husband, because he had experience in this before, would try to tell me, Hey, this is what you should do. Hey, this is what you should do. And I'm not, I was ignorant. I wasn't listening. 
yeah. you know? And now I feel like as a woman, I've grown having my own kid and learning still, okay, this is how we properly communicate. Don't always get so frustrated, girl. Well, because, yeah, because at first we just lean back on what we knew, what we grew up with. And we just lean back on those automatic responses in our brain. And then we wise up then if we care, then we think, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to really think through this and purposely plan how I'm, what kind of parent I'm going to be. I'm not just going to lean on my automatic responses because nine times out of 10, our automatic response is going to lean. Even if our parent did a ton of things, right. Our automatic response will lean on that negative part that they did. And even, and that's not villainizing our parents because they did great. But you know, that one part that we said we would never do, that's the part that comes out in our worst, you know? And so what you're experiencing is a matter of saying, well, you know what? So that happens we're human, but then I'm going to regroup and I'm going to be my best self. And I'm going to decide for myself how I want to raise my kids and what kind of parent I want to be. And it reminded me a lot of when I uh, interviewed um, Curtis Webster Jr. Uh, on my podcast, he runs a whole group for dads and it's called DMD lifestyle. It's for dads married to doctors. <laughs> it is the coolest thing. And they're all medical doctors. That's cool. It really is. And he is the coolest. It, it's, it, I ran across it random. One of those situations you run across and I just had to have him on the show. And we just, in our last time that he was on my show, we talked about this exact same thing weirdly. And I hadn't remembered until just now he talked about the discipline issue. And he said, it is very challenging because him and his wife sat down also being bl black Americans say, you know what, we are going to uh, raise our kids differently then what and they're from like i think south carolina yeah 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 break out the black leather that's what they do down south they take right that black leather, sit down or go outside and get a get a switch and take them twigs off so and yeah. that's what he talked about and he said we had to sit down and say look we're going to be doing things differently with our kids and it actually was quite uh, he explained on the podcast how what a challenge it was because they were like if it was good enough for you it should be good enough for your kids you know like why don't you spank them more? Maybe they wouldn't sass you and things like this. And they have to constantly go back and say, no, we're doing this differently than what you did. And I just, uh, it was so interesting to hear because the way he, and he asked if we could talk about it. He said, can I straight up talk about how it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a generational thing, but it's also a cultural thing. You're actually trying to change a cultural way of, of training. And, uh, and he just said, you know what, we have to be super duper united in the fact that we decided to do this. And it doesn't matter if, if, if our rel all of our relatives understand or not, this is important to us. And I, it's, it's, it's a challenge to stand up for what we really believe is the way that we uh, need to move forward as a parent. And, and you can speak to that as well as um, it's important. I think to tablet time, and this is, I've, and I'm not afraid to say it. I've had, I've, I've expressed this to both my mother-in-law and my mom. Like, okay, yes, tablet helps. Tabby is, is fine, but Tabby is too much Tabby. And, and, you know, I've, I've had my mother-in-law say, well, I'm grandma, mom. She going to do whatever she won't do with me. But then I'm mom. You know what I'm saying? Like that, we need to kind of like limit that, please. And I, I, this is the same thing I told my own mom. We need to limit it. Yeah. We need to have a time where it's so important. I, I'm not saying that if there's, there's, I'm not, 
there's moms who need that tablet, man, to get things done. And I understand it. I am not knocking it because I use it. I use it, you know, yeah. but at the same time, is it useful time? Yeah. Because when it comes down to it, we have to teach our kids time management. And I feel like with them watching tablet all day, they're not learning time management. What's most important and what's not. And that's what I'm having the most struggle with is getting her off the tabby. Because that's that's on me, you know, with the whole pandemic and having to keep kids busy. And yeah. But also (laughs) then grandma's like, oh, you can have some more time. No big deal. And you're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) Right. Here's a cookie before supper, honey. Here's a cookie before supper. And I'm like, she hasn't even ate dinner and you're giving her chocolate already? Yep. Like, do you understand who has to deal with the repercussions of that? Me. I have to stay up all night with her. She's going to have a sugar rush. Could you please not give her cookies before dinner? <laughs> so, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just had the funniest memory just come up when my daughter was about to. Um, oh, I, I had my mom, like you seem to, I had my mom with my daughter a lot. And she's, she was one of my biggest advocates, my best helpers. I couldn't have made it through without her. So God bless her. But she did have very different views. One time I came back from who knows what, and she was um, babysitting and it was like 1030 at night. And here's my two-year-old, you know, I had, I had told her, you know, bedtime at this time, blah, blah, blah. This, all this needs to happen. Right. So I come home and I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if she's awake. That wouldn't surprise me. But what I didn't expect, because she didn't think I was coming home that early. She thought it would be like 11, 12 o'clock type night. And what I didn't expect is that my daughter would be in her diaper in the garage on a hobby horse that I was planning on throwing away that wasn't at all safe going 100 miles an hour with music on at 1030 at night. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> like, no. I remember walking in going, no, what mom. is happening <laughs> no, mom. here? You're home That's already. Weird. Oh my goodness, mom's home. I'm glad mom came home. Mom's home. I should have seen all of that. Right. I'm <laughs> like, like going on here? and it was so funny. I'll never forget the look on my mom's face because she was like, Oh, honey, mom's home. Come on inside. Come on inside. I'm like, really? You're already caught. There's really up. nothing you can do about this situation here. I would have just Yeah, I just <laughs> let, let it be. I was like, what am I watching here? And I'm like, what do I address? Like the fact that she doesn't have clothes on, that she's in the garage, that she's on a toy that's broken. And she it was like, oh, I'm just like, forget it. Oh, let's go home. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even worth trying to figure out. Because, uh... <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That's yep. funny. It is funny because it's like, I love, I mean, I could, like I said, I couldn't have made it uh, without her, but it was, there was definitely some moments where I was shaking my head going, grandma, what are you trying to do? I haven't said it take me a week to undo that. What are you doing to me? Grandma, let me eat chocolate at 11 o'clock at night. No. <laughs> not here oh my goodness yep it's so funny but parenting is hilarious right I mean don't you just sometimes have to laugh it's quite a journey I laugh I laugh I laugh every time because laughing keeps you from going insane right yeah I mean if we don't if we don't find the humor in it then we just get far too serious and we get far too we and then we just miss the cute moments I mean sometimes I'm like you know you're going to miss precious moments because you're so caught up and frustrated with everything beaten being just right. 
And sometimes we just have to say, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this precious baby because they grow up. They grow up so fast. Yeah. Too fast. Yeah. True. So, so true. Entirely true. It's kind of like the type of thing to where sometimes we don't just stop though and like tell each other as parents, like, you're doing a great job. Just roll with it. Don't, don't be too stressed. Just roll with it because they're going to get out the other side and they got you there to love them. So that's what's most important. I have to say this. I was the mom that would tell other moms that are pregnant. This is what's going to happen. This is going to happen. I have to admit I was guilty of that. And now I'm so, now looking back on it, oh my God, I was so annoying. I'm just like, why was I doing that? Like, why was I doing that? As if their nerves wasn't already up there. Like I just made it 10 times worse with with just my, first of all, uninvited opinion. Nobody asked, asked for my opinion about motherhood at all. So why did I just volunteer information to just, they were already anxious (laughs) <laughs> making it work yeah so now looking back on, I'm just like yeah now that and that's what kind of inspired me with the pop make the podcast like please don't freak out like this is it's it's gonna be okay I yeah. promise you it's gonna be okay and that's the whole point of the project is it's okay to freak out but understand that you will get through it and that's motherhood not we're, we're gonna get through it doesn't mean we're not gonna not go through some things but we're going to get through it as moms. So. Well, it comes from such a tender place and such a caring place. And that's the, that's why I love the episodes um, of yours because it comes from a place of, of caring. And I think that parents need more hugs. They need more uh, hugs through the microphone and hugs in real life. And just to say, um, we're taking one day at a time, but we're doing our best and it's okay. And that seems like, by you starting off by saying, dear mom, and, and just that the whole tenderness of it, it kind of, I don't know, kind of feels like a little hug, you know, like, okay, we got this, we got this. Thank you. Thank you. I I definitely, I appreciate that. And I I love your podcast too. It's very informational. It's insightful. And I know for me, when it really comes down to the technicalities and the details of motherhood, the focus mindset podcast is something I'm turning to (laughs) because it helps me as a mother to kind of, okay, let me figure out the dynamics of my children and the, and the chemistry and the relationship we have so that I can make this work yeah. so that we can, you know, because I, I tell you right now, I'm a, I have my toddler. She's not as complex, but I guarantee you when the older she gets, the more and more and more and more I'm going to be listening to that focus mindset podcast because <laughs> there's so many gems in there that is beneficial for me as a mother so that I can communicate effectively with my family, not just my daughter, but my family. Oh, I'm so And um, I, I really do appreciate it. Share with, with what you have to share with us moms and share with the world really. So um, that's why I'm so glad I'm partnering up with you um, on this show and on the podcast of love mommy um, and the mothers out there who are listening. It, one of the things that I say in the podcast is you matter. And it has been the catchphrase of the podcast since the very beginning, because it's true. Oftentimes when we have kids, we end up being so-and-so's mom, or we are so consumed with being so-and-so's wife, or we are so consumed with being the person that works for so-and-so that we kind of neglect ourselves and we 
don't feel like an individual anymore. I'm not ashamed to say that once I had my baby, I didn't feel like myself. The old me had died. And I came to that reality and said, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But as I'm moving forward in my new role as a mother, I need to understand that I matter. So yes, taking care of my husband is important. Yes, taking care of my child is important. But the most important person I take care of is myself. Mm-hmm. Because without me, I am the vehicle. I am the engine that makes sure that keeps the family going. If I'm not good, then nobody's good. So that's why I always say you matter always because it's true. You know, postpartum depression is real. Yeah. That's why I, I don't I don't understand why the U.S. does not have more reform when it comes to FMLA. Right. When it comes to taking more time than eight weeks, eight weeks is just not enough. Mm-hmm. It's just not enough. You no. have so many other countries who take a year off, a whole year, just to bond with their kid and to really fix everything that's messed up on the inside. Right. When I go back to work, I'm still loopy after giving a dropping a baby. Mm-hmm. My hormones is everywhere. I'm still navigating, trying to bond with this little baby that won't stop crying. So it's no, we need to do better. Honestly, we need to do better in this country when it comes to how we treat our mothers. Facts. I just, I, I just don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. And I agree. And I think the emotional end of it is that uh, in, uh, a lot of mothers get the message from the very beginning based on that, what you just said in our culture is they're supposed to be able to snap right back. Like they're supposed to be able to just bam, you know, um, and that's just not reality. You know, I always tell people nine months, nine months up, nine months, nine months back. And they're like three months into it being like, I don't feel like myself. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm like, you're three months into it. When, I, when you, when you were three months pregnant, you were just didn't, couldn't even show yet. You know, like we don't, we don't, we're not given permission to take that time, but we need to stand in the gap and give ourselves permission and say, you know what, you, like you said, you matter. Psychologically speaking, the number one thing that people hear as far as when they end up going to counseling and they feel like they're stressed. And, and when you really boil it down, usually it's feelings of feeling like I'm not enough. I'm not enough. This I'm not enough that you've been on a journey to be able to have the voice that you do now, you know, and I think that that's beautiful. I mean, how did you come to tell us some of the ways that you came from a place of uh, of finding your voice the way that you have and feeling like you're enough to do so and you're the right person to do so. I'm humbled, honestly. I mean, because I, I really sometimes struggle with just that thought. I struggle with that to this day. If I'm mm-hmm. that matter. To this day, I feel like the world is just so loud. It is so loud, no matter where you turn, at work, on the street, when you drive, doing errands, the baby, it's loud. The last thing a mom wants to come to is something that is loud. So that's where I kind of found my voice where I want to speak softly. I want to speak soothingly. I want them to feel like they can zone out. Yeah. I can zone out when I listen to this podcast. And, and in a place of just peace, that's the purpose of the podcast. As of lately, we've been kind of really, really hype on the last couple episodes, but I want to, that's why I always used to break it down into two parts. The first part would be me talking to the moms directly and some soft melodic music in the background. Hey, dear moms, come on in. In the beginning, when I started doing a podcast like that, it gravitated my audience. Like, like people were coming like to listen to that, just that part. 
So there could be some moms that just tune in for the first half. That's it. <laughs> it almost sounds like you did a podcast for what you needed to hear. It's almost like you were talking to yourself and you said, this is what I need to hear. And therefore I know other parents need to hear it. Is that kind of where it came from? That's exactly where it came from. It was like, what do, what would I want to hear after a long day of work? I kind of want to hear something where I can just calm down, decompress. Well, this has been such a great conversation. I know that uh, for us right now, recording this, it's evening time. We're rolling into our, you know, winding down mode. So this has been really, really nice to be able to have this conversation with you. I need you Thank to tell you us. Thank you so much. For- now we're talking over yes, each other. Yes. That's the thing about Zoom, guys. We're talking over each other. <laughs> Go ahead. So you can follow us on the podcast, Love Mommy Podcast, L-O-V-E-M-O-M-M-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. On Instagram, you can follow us on Twitter, Love Mom Podcast. We are still in the works of trying to uh, set up a website. Um, so look out for that. Tiffany Gerardo, her link will be in the bio of the podcast page, as well as my own personal page uh, in Blair. Um, there is a personal page. I share pictures of my family and what I'm doing. So yes, and then you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts, anywhere where you can hear podcasts. Um, and um, what else, what else, what else, what else? Um, the show is sponsored by Hey Mama Wine, so definitely go check out them, Miss Lauren Stokes. Hello. Tune in to Love Mommy Podcast every other Friday. Season two is about to wrap up, so catch up with season one and season two. That That's amazing. And like I said, I think that both of our audiences uh, could gel so well together, and one day we'll be able to uh, maybe have one big party together or something. <laughs> we'll have to get together and have a mom party. I think, I think- Honestly, we should have like a live. We should have a mom live party and we should have all moms come in and just have their wine and we just all talk. I think we should have a live, I think we should have a live podcast episode together. That That would would be be so fun. Oh my gosh. You guys heard it here first. It's in the works now. Hopefully it doesn't take as long as it took us to get together here. (laughs) Hopefully it doesn't. I don't think it will. I don't think unless another COVID, COVID 20, COVID 28. No, no, stop. stop. (laughs) We're not. We're not even going to speak that into the universe. (laughs) We're not. We're not. I'm sorry. No. Okay. That's out of my vocabulary. Oh, all right. Well, this has been so much fun. Have a great night. Give your daughter a hug for me and we will will have to talk again. Absolutely. You matter, mommies. Thank you so much for coming to check us out. Check me out. Thank you. Thank you, Sheriff Lim, for having me here. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm so thankful for Natasha to come on this show. And have I mentioned my affiliate partner on this episode? I don't think I did. I didn't even mention it this at the beginning. So the Big Life Journal. It has amazing products for your child to learn resilience. And you can help to support this podcast by using the affiliate link that I have. I have it in the show notes. I also have it on my website under the Big Life Journal page. You guys are going to be so surprised at how many amazing products are there. The classic Big Life Journal is my favorite because it teaches kids um, just such a healthy way to have self-esteem. 
I'd also love for you guys to check out um, my my solution-focused giveaways. I always love to help you guys be just a little bit more solution-focused in your life. Getting away from the problem talk, moving to the solution talk, and knowing that you got this. You can be the best version of yourself. And until next time, keep in touch and take care. <laughs>